Yeah, man. I mean, that's what character is, right? Character is doing the right thing when nobody is looking. All right, and on that note... Yeah, as, uh, as you announce it to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> character is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Also, are we recording? <laughs> also, also, we're recording. <laughs>
you park in the cell phone lot and you can just like chill and wait until they text you. So you're not like freaking, because I get stressed out about shit like that. Yeah. So I like to just park my ass in the cell phone lot. I wait for them to tell me that they're outside or whatever. Yeah. Right on the terminal. Well, Kim told me what time to pick him up. And like, I was there like on the dot, on the fucking bullseye. (laughs) And I'm like, Cam, where are you? dude? They're honking at me. (laughs) You can't stop here. And there's like a construction truck trying to get in there. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Anyways. So you didn't have as much time for recreational activities? No, we did. I just wanted to start with that story and give Cam some shit. But we, we ended up audibling out to see Batman instead of bowling. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were going to get some food and we changed our food plan. And then uh, the place where we were going to bowl was doing league night. So we just went and saw Batman, which is awesome, by the way. We could do another hour on Batman. but That Wednesday, I, went, um, I met up with um, Mullen to receive Dom. Nathan had had received him much earlier that day. The two of them went watch shopping together, of course. Uh, Very genteel activity. And then I meet the two of them at this um, super fancy, like, hat shop in downtown. I think it was on, like, Randolph or something. And it's one of those places where it's, like, by appointment only. And... (laughs) You know, you walk in and, and Dom says, like, please to make your acquaintance, good sir. I would like to purchase a hat, if you don't mind. He says, oh, yes, I have. Would you care for some scotch or for, perhaps for some beer? And Dom goes, why, yes. And he pours us all, a, you know, a can of beer or whatever. And then he kind of gives Dom the runaround about, like, this hat has this many stitches in it. Did you see the particular pattern of the underpaid worker who... slave over this thing and look at this one it's got so many more little stitches in it yes they had to work twice as hard the poor little rascal (laughs) and uh yeah he he, you know he he bought a really cool hat did it have a did it have a brim like our like a baseball cap (laughs) bill yeah and it said uh it said uh, chicago cubs on it It yeah (laughs) but in cursive yeah but but very nicely hand embroidered um and yeah, it was like at, at that moment, like parting from them Wednesday night, I was like, oh shit, they're going off to do Lord's house. And I still have two more days in life to do this shit. And the time is like plodding away until then. And then I get there on Saturday and I'm just like white knuckling the steering wheel, driving there, like so fucking excited. And I walk in maybe at like noon or whatever. And everyone's just on the couch like, Hey, dude. <laughs> Wiped out. <laughs> I was like, I was ready to like burn the house down. I was like ready to fucking go. But it was that third day, yes. you know. <laughs> uh, Andy and I played in round two of the old school tournament, or maybe three, round three, I forget. And we were like, man, we're old. Like, I think he was like, so extra night, huh? I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, extra night, huh? And I'm like, Man, I think the pro play next time is driving up Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I could have used that extra nice sleep, dude. Oh, God. Because, like, yeah, it was just like, right, sleeping poorly with other dudes. Snoring and farting <laughs> there constantly. Was like, there was like a, a rate of sleep apnea that had to be 50% of the people who were there. <laughs> There's um, a lot of undiagnosed yeah. <laughs> sleep apnea. A lot of snoring, right? Alcohol gives you terrible sleep. Yeah. The food truck, all the food was delicious, but it was all fried. Terrible for you. <laughs> You're just like not getting a vegetable in your body. It wears on you, man. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a marathon. Um, I, I won't name. Usually I, I would throw this these kind of people under the bus. I won't name names, but I had one just egregious snore in our room. 
And like night one, I got asleep before he started. Night two, I went to bed after he was already asleep and snoring and it was a rough go. Uh, and night three, I was so wiped out that I passed out and nothing mattered. You know? <laughs> I think it's the case with like, with, with stuff like this, like everyone's so excited to be there that first night that everyone goes really hard. You know? Oh yeah. Nobody wants to like go to bed after people are like still trickling in, you know, like you're seeing, you know, there's people who I saw on Saturday who I hadn't seen in like so long. I can't even, I, I don't yeah. want to think about the last time I saw Danny. It had been like way too fucking long. Yeah. Or Ben. Or Ben. And Andrew. Any of those guys. Yeah. Like, so, you know, that's the night to, to like stay up all night and like shoot the shit and whatever. Yeah. But it just kind of leads itself to uh, a rough, a rough other two days. I think it needed to be that long because of the, the absence, you know, sure. between one and two. I think yeah. it just like, it, it had, it had to be that way. Yeah. We needed yeah. like excess because we were denied it. You know, the, and I, I don't think anybody said that they would want an extra day. So in terms of like <laughs> giving us enough, satiating our hunger for just like jamming games and drinking beer and eating junk food, everyone was satiated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fully. we were fully indulged. Well, what did we want to do? Do we want to just do like a day by day breakdown and share swap some bad beats? And... Yeah, that sounds perfect. You guys, I mean, you know, I I only picked up bits and pieces of a, of what Thursday was like. So Thursday, Lori, you and I rode out together with Cam, and we picked up Kyle, uh, and we were like basically the first ones there. And I just remember, you know, walking into that lodge, it was like completely empty and peaceful and tidy. And like, it was just palpable kinetic energy. You know, it's like, oh shit, we're back. You know, we literally, we were like the first ones in the door. Yeah. I forget. Was this Cam's first time? Was he here last time? No, he didn't go to the first Lord's house. He had been to a couple other of our events, but not to the, not to the house. So he was really fired up. Yeah. I think he and a couple other people I noticed who got there early, who hadn't been there before, they were just kind of walking around the place in silence in awe, just like taking in the yeah. vibes. Yeah. Like, oh man, I can't believe this place. And then yeah. you're like, you show them the pool room with the jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah. It's, Go nuts. it's insane. I was, I was driving there and I've got a buddy who's, um, He's from Byron, Illinois. You guys might've seen the Byron sign like yeah. on, on your way in. So I send him a text message of the, of the sign, you know, like a, a picture of the sign. I'm like, you know, I'm right by your hometown, blah, blah, blah. He's like, what are you doing around Byron? And I'm like going to, you know, a little place called Kilbuck Creek. And he's like, I'm getting married there. Yeah. And he's getting <laughs> married like two weeks after it. Like if we were to book Lord's house at the same time next year, he would be getting married there two weeks after. Yeah, just, like, could they even get out all the farts in time? No. <laughs> no. Like, is it is it possible? They still had the bird cage. That was cool. Yeah. Up in the front. I couldn't tell if it was the same birds or all new birds, but they acted exactly like the old birds did. Yeah. And I was playing uh, Bino, of course. So, like, the Bino, you know, what people are trickling in, the Bino boards out. I'm immediately getting pickup games <laughs> oh, against everybody. So good. And I was playing against Ben at some point, and I was just like, dude, were we like here last week? Like, where did the time go? Because even though there was all of that um, anticipation 
you know, leading up to it and even like, as, as I said, like when we first walked in, once things got going again, you know, and once Thursday night kind of kicked off in earnest and people were getting revved up and playing games and drinking and the music's going and everything, it just, it felt so familiar. Yeah, I'm sure the people who went to uh, like Urza's Chalice or Lobster Con, you know, other great tournaments that have had their year delay too, yeah. would probably say the same thing, like, fuck. You know, I was just here. Yeah. The memories all come flooding back. It's part of like that overall, kind of looking back on the pandemic experience where it's like, it seems to have gone by, even though it was a grind getting through, it, it feels like uh, now that things can becoming quote more normal, that it went by like in a flash almost. Yeah, I relate to that because my life is very different than it was like before, yeah. you know? So now that I've been in this groove doing this thing, um, does feel like no time has gone by because the past, I guess, feels so distant. Yeah, there's just like a missing chapter. It, it does. It's like you just kind of flip the page and there's like one kind of blank page and you flip over and you've Not been reading the current chapter for a little while. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I don't remember that one blank page that was flipped over. Yeah, that's kind of been my experience reading all of these uh, R.A. Salvatore, <laughs> Dristu Erden books, but out, <laughs> out of order. You've been, <laughs> how come you've been reading it just because that, like it's when you can get them? Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this topic, but it's like, I just kind of randomly picked up the legacy. Like, I'm like, oh, I'll read this book. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's pretty good. I remember this, you know, then I read that whole quartet. Then I went back to the beginning. Then I read the Dark Elf trilogy. And now I'm to the originally printed yet, not the first sequentially trilogy, which is Icewind Dale. Icewind Dale trilogy. Yeah. With uh, Crin Shinnabon. Yeah, that's right. Crystal. Yeah. Oh, dude, the, I, I fucking love those books. But it's so like much. reading it. I don't know where my where I don't know where I was going with this story. It was like this. It's just like things seem out of order, you know, or like pieces are missing and being filled back in. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it felt. I was playing Benno, and it's just like talking to Benno. I'm like, I feel like we just did this a couple weeks ago, and yet, and yet, like Michael Walker said, everybody looks so much older. Everybody looks way more haggard. I was cracking up when he said that to me. <laughs> um. Played a lot of chaos on Thursday. Yes. I think uh, Mr. Ponce and I had the first magic game at Lord's House. Yes. Early Thursday afternoon, we sat down for some chaos, played a long, grindy... We were both basically on, like, deck decks, uh-huh. and he uh, he outdecked me. He had control <laughs> magic, which was pretty Ooh. much the key to winning that matchup. Oh, okay, so he was thinking, like, you know, the creatures are so good, I'll just cast control magic on them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the format defining. I think that's going to become a format defining card. Why like boost up your own creature when you can just steal the one your opponent does? Yeah, there are a few different. So he had that strategy. Jaco was more on like a combo strategy. So actually, Punts and him, Jaco matched up really well because he didn't have any creatures to steal. Uh-huh. It was just like a combo deck. I I actually like that type of technique where you can kind of like boost up. You could boost up any sort of. I don't know, whatever mirror ball type thing with, I, I, I don't know. You, you think about cards that are printed nowadays and there's just like staples, right? There's like divination type cards. There's rampant growth type cards. Yeah, but like, you don't know what you're going to get from any one pack. That is true. Right? That is so true. So it's just like, sure, there's all these different types, but you could just open a pack and it's a dud. Unless you're, you know, the colonel and you, you know, play your green deck. And you yeah, exactly. Green booster pack or your whatever well yeah what i did was i played a five color uh living plane and then i just blew up everybody's mana so they couldn't do anything 
Well, that that's an effect that definitely doesn't get printed anymore. Yeah. So that was really cool. It felt that, that's maybe that's another one of those strategies that's good in that kind of a format because nobody can sideboard in extra enchantment hate against you. Yeah, there's, I think there's but a lot of reasonable it. strategies. Like yeah. uh, uh, Picard had, I think, like a Naya build, Naya Splash Black with uh, Armageddon. Yeah, that is very effective at ending the game. You yeah, know? boost your tutor into something big, Armageddon, and you're done. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you gotta like like the kind of peppering in of. Um, very old school cards like Armageddon. I mean, obviously there's all the power and everything, but like, I don't know, like that type of effect combined with a very efficient creature printed in a more recent set, you know, where you're not playing Urnumgen, you're playing whatever the hell that is. I mean, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And it's, it's been cool to see some new folk get really fired up. So like, obviously we've been talking about Eternal Chaos for a year now, right? But now, yeah. now like Jacob's in on it, and he was like having a blast playing it. Uh, Dave, <laughs> sure, once you get once you get Jacob, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, no shit. And then you know, uh, Dane, another guy that drove in from Minneapolis, Minneapolis area, I forget exactly where, but mm. he was playing it. Um, you said you were just playing with punts. You know, that was probably his first experience playing mm -hmm. it. Even you know, Danny, even curmudgeonly Danny was getting <laughs> in on it. You know, no so it's like, way. Yeah, he was having a blast too. He was having a good time. It just scratches. There there were some multiplayer games as well. Yeah. Multiplayer chaos games. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did a we did a four player game with me, Taylor Quail, Cam, and Dane, um, and I just got like ganged up on, so I had a quick exit. So is Eternal Chaos like the true casual format that we've all been searching for? Even as old school has become like more, you know, refined and, and competitive. It's, it's certainly does it just have that, that itch. Does it have that like vibe? I feel. Yeah, because it's chaotic. It's chaotic and it's fun, and it's like you can't, like you can try to min max if you want to. I'm sure there's a best chaos deck, just like there's a best old school deck. But um, everybody's trying to have fun and do stupid stuff. Fork is really good in that format. Like certainly <laughs> good. That's great. It's uh, it's just a great, and, and there's like enough variance that you sometimes you'll boost up an absolute dud, or you'll boost up like a come into play tap dual land because that's what you need. That's hilarious. Or get like a huge bomb. It just it's totally variable. I gotta say I've played very, very little of it, but it just has I think what it has is this like it you just can't possibly take it that seriously. Yeah. You know? Which kind of was what old school was supposed to be, but you know, things kinda change in time. Now it's something a little bit more, you know, sussed out. Um but I, I just I just don't think you could ever play Eternal Chaos in a way that's not just fun and casual and laid back and lighthearted. Yeah. No, that's kind of the whole spirit. Um, ben ripped open a pack of Revised. And, um, <laughs> what a monster! The, the rare, I think, was Earthquake. So not a big money. Didn't get a duel. Not a big money rare. Didn't get a DT or a fork or whatever. But it was an insane pack in that it had, and I'm, I'll probably miss a couple, but it had Earthquake, Prodigal Sorcerer, Giant Growth, Dark Ritual, Curd Ape. Like, all of these completely playable old-school cards were within this one pack. Yeah. You know? Oh. It could have easily just been, like, a pure lace. Yeah, that's true. You know? Oh, the Dark Ritual's nice. Yeah. No, so a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, that was probably the priciest pack I saw opened. I don't know. Cam had, like, some $30 collector special pack or whatever. That he probably... He, that dude ripped, like, three uh, Fetchlands over the weekend. Jesus. He was getting paid. 
the Modern Horizons 2. Yeah. 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 He was getting some serious EV. There you go. And, and that's the other kind of fun part of it. You know, right. it's, there's the kind of this like scratch off element of <laughs> there is, Yeah. There's gam- gambling element. That's the... And people were gambling on packs too. Like, uh, anti. Yeah. There were some anti games going on. And there it's just like you put in a pack. And then there was an anti variation where every time you boost your tutor, you put in another pack. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think the next iteration will be to play. Um, anti cards, it just but your anti are the packs. So you Ooh. play de- like the card demonic att- uh, attorney, right? So anytime any reference to anti within that card is just the pack. You know, think of um, I don't know if it works well with all the cards like dark pact and jewel bird or whatnot. I mean, I'm I don't know. We don't need to be contracting necessarily, but yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. It lets you kind of look. look Investigate some of those other anti cards. Is there is there a way in a pack anti iteration to put some of them to use? Yeah, because it does. It feels like originally the relative value of what anti cards were supposed. You know what I mean? Like yeah, anti I, when the game was designed was not supposed to be a fifty dollar investment. No, and an anti pack. I mean, a pack usually is like what three bucks, three fifty, something yeah. like that. Yeah, seems out of a booster box. Very appropriate. Yeah. Um. Thursday night. Lauren, what did you do Thursday night? Did you play EDH or did you play in the top eight tournament? Uh, neither. So oh, I okay. so played a lot of um, played a lot of chaos. Did the scotch tasting with okay. Shane. Got pretty loaded from that. <laughs> so you tasted a lot. It's taste, yeah, it tasted a lot. A lot of flavors. Yeah. Oh, we, we got to talk about Shane's impromptu. Moss and I were playing in the Swiss, and Shane comes up. And just, you know, being a complete gentleman, asking us, like, whatever kind of, like, insane scotches we'd like to try. I've got a scotch that I like. Moss says, like, whatever. And we both... You know, he he gives us both of our drinks, like I said, just like an absolute gentleman. I'm like, oh my god, yes, I love our bed. It's so you know, so delicious, so smooth and peaty and James like, exactly, but so light bodied. And then he like turns to Moss and he's like, What are you thinking? Moss is like, It's good. <laughs> I said it's how's he says, how's it taste? I said, Tasty. Tasty. <laughs> how's it taste? Tasty. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It tastes like booze. Like man. utterly wasted. Oh man, oh well. <laughs> God bless him. All right. So Thursday night you were doing back on track here. Thursday night you were doing scotch tasting and chaos and chaos. Yeah, in middle school with a few different people. Yeah, had a good conversation about uh, eternal chaos, a possible alternate name. So there's been a lot of chatter on the Discord about like <laughs> is, is, is eternal chaos the best name? You know, like its initials EC are the same as uh, Eternal Central. So we came up, I think, with a pretty reasonable unofficial name of Eternal Chaos. So it's Dom Presents <laughs> Kraken Boosties, a Brandon Sanders format. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's got that's got lots of nice branding in it. Mm-hmm. You give credit where credit is due. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Kraken Boosties. A, pan, a, a, a pandomonium production. <laughs> a pandomonium production. Kraken Boosties is the name. All right. Um, so Thursday night. I did not play. There was a um, classic, so middle school plus old school, classic EDH, and there were two pods that fired. So I think it was a five-man game and a four-man game that fired upstairs. And I skipped on that, uh, and I played in the uh, Lord's House 1 Top 8 tournament, which was uh, Mr. Punts had put together. 
he got the deck lists of basically not the entire top eight, but had all of the kind of the, the top eight archetypes, if you will, from Lord's House 1. And he had made proxy decks. And we did three or four rounds, and you had to switch decks. You, you would randomly be assigned a deck before each round. Oh, it's like, the, so he did his take of like the world championship. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. exactly that, yeah. And yet, it's so it's like, oh, us, that's cool. Yeah, but it was us, yeah. Um, so round one, I played against Greg. I was on, I used Jason Paul's RIP, his blue-red burn deck. Round two, oh, I yeah. played Raja's Storytime deck. And Dude, I feel bad for you. I could never, ever, ever play a deck with Shahrazad. That card is fucking miserable. It's so miserable. I played Bob in the last round of Old School on his Shahrazad deck. We were both, like, exhausted. You know, just, like, last round... We're just playing for glory. Neither one of us can top eight. Just the abs, just the misery. Just seeing that card made my heart sink. Like there's playing against Danny playing super <laughs> slowly on some bullshit combo deck, which is really, really bad. Like make no mistake, because he's gonna tank and then he's gonna ask you what he should do when he already knows. <laughs> and he's just gonna like completely drag it out for like absolutely no reason. And then there's playing sub-games of Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we went to time. Yeah. And then there's playing sub-games of Magic the Gathering with somebody who actually thinks that it's fun. And that is the true depth of insanity. Yeah. I remember one of the Lupo brothers, he'll remain unmentioned, but I remember him casting Scheherazade and I had a mirror universe in hand. And he cast Scheherazade and I immediately go, I'll concede the sub game. Yeah. And he just looks at me with this like, like sad look, you know, like you don't want to play like a sub game of magic. And I'm like, A, absolutely fucking not. B, it's actually tactically advantageous for me to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you can just ditch half your life cast. Yeah, because that's a universe impression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, round two, I was on the story time and I played against Danny Dunway, who was on Danny Friedman's deck, the, the deck or very close iteration of the deck. And I got Danny by a different Danny on the Danny deck. <laughs> <laughs> so that was brutal. Um, uh, and then, although I, you could tell like Danny Dunway, that is, is not used to playing a Danny Friedman style deck. So he's like, what is this? Like, he's just drawing cards off Tome, blowing up everything or countering everything I do. He's like, this is boring. He's and like, like, why is there a Feldman's Cane? It's like, nobody actually knows why there's a Feldman's Cane. It's yeah. actually not good. Yeah. Um, and then round three, shit, I don't even remember what I did round three now. Oh, well, and then I played a third round. <laughs> I think it was three <laughs> rounds. It was a really cool project. I think everybody really enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to... I think we should run that back. That should be a tradition. That's cool. That's a... Yeah. Oh, here's a crazy story. So, round one, I DT against Greg. And what, what do I usually DT for? Ancestral Recall. I'm going through the deck. I'm like, there's no Ancestral Recall in here. Like, what is going on? It's got the other power eight. Why is Ancestral not in here? So then Punts just, like, took a blank card and wrote Ancestral. <laughs> I put it in my hand. <laughs> like, that was an oversight. Here yeah, you go. Yeah, there, there was a little quality control issue. In there. I thought you were going to say it already was in your hand. <laughs> no, it was in my graveyard so I got the second one that way um, so all of that happened on Thursday night this is Thursday yeah that's insane 
Yeah. Yeah. I was, I like looked at my clock and it was 2 a.m. I was just jamming middle school games with uh, little Greg. And just all of a sudden it was 2 a.m. Like, man, where did the time go? I've had that experience with little Greg where you'll just jam. Like, I, I feel like that happened the last time I was at Jago's house with him where like I only played against him and we played for like honestly six hours. I was like, holy shit, where the hell did the time go? Just running it back, baby. Here's a, here's a funny little nuggets from Thursday night. So uh, Bob had set up like a PA or like a stereo system, you know, that had run upstairs and downstairs and he had his Spotify hooked up to it. And he's like, you know, if there's any songs you want to hear, go ahead and like add it to the Lord's House playlist, you know, it'll play. So I go on there and I just load it up with like multiple Steely Dan albums. <laughs> and so it plays like all of Can't Buy a Thrill, all of Asia, all of Gaucho. And finally Bob like just loses his shit and like bans No More Steely Dan. And we'll, we'll come back to that from night two. Oh yeah. But uh, so, yeah. he puts up this sign that says Steely Dan has been Steely banned. I'm like, what? I Nobody desperately else? wish I took a picture of that because that is like the perfect encapsulation of. Yeah. I mean, I was the only one like adding more music on Thursday. So I'm like. What do I want to hear? <laughs> you know, Mono Dan, obviously. Yeah, Mono Dan. <laughs> it was good vibes, man. That was like yeah. some of the best vibes. Oh, it's and it's like music, Because you've got great rhythm. you got a beat. You know, it's not like abrasive. Like when people, like Grant's picking like screamer metal, you know, later on. It's like, dude, we're trying to like Yeah, we, you know, we, we, all, we all enjoy acting like we're 16. But like, yeah, we're not we're all frustrated music for dads. the people. <laughs> <laughs> He's not oh, even here to God. defend himself. Yeah. Oh, well, good ball. <laughs> um, anyways, how about Friday? Lauren, we want to kick off on Friday. Anything else about Thursday? Sorry. No. no I mean, it, was, it went by really fast. Um, so Friday, we get up, and it's time for Two-Headed Giant. Do you want to pick up uh, – how about you lay down what we thought we were going to do? Sure. And we'll get into what actually happened. Yeah, so um, I think – so I was not planning on doing do Two-Headed Giants. It just seemed like another deck that I would have to make. <laughs> and so, uh, But you asked me to do it, and so I said, fine, let's do it, and um, started brainstorming, like, what colors we would be in. Yeah. It's, uh, it was Old School 95. Yeah. So Reanimator is very good in that. Yep. And you seem to want to play Reanimator. I did. Uh, and I was thinking, I ended up playing uh, like red, white, blue, ATOG in old school. And so I was thinking like, well, I'll just make this modular deck that has a lot of the same cards for Chaos, Two-Headed Giant, and old school. And I'll just switch out some of the cards. So I'm like, sure. all right, let me just make an ATOG list. And combined with Reanimator, it'll just be like super aggro. They're at 30 life. I'll play some Anks of Mishra yeah. because like every time somebody plays a land, they take two. So they're like taking four every turn. Mm -hmm. We'll just go super aggro and get that shit done. Uh, but part of the problem was both of our decks wanted all of the power, yeah. all of the like uh, jewelry, especially. Yes. And so our both of our decks ended up being slower because we had to split up, you know, Soul Ring, Black Lotus, which you were nice enough to give me. Yeah. But then I got red, white, and blue Moxin. You only got green and black. And, yeah. black. and uh, it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's dumb, dude. <laughs> yeah, we we ended up at, at round three. We we're at the bottom table with a couple of knuckleheads. One uh, Cam was playing like what is it, red, white aggro, right? Yeah. And <laughs> so he's playing aggro. He's like trying to get down his opponent's life, and then Quail is on. Um, 
uh, what was it? Power monolith combo. <laughs> so just like, it makes no sense. Like power monolith is going to kill you all yeah. at once or not at all. Yeah. So like, it doesn't matter how low your life is. So it's basically like, it's like power up the monolith fireball you for three. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, Cam, so it's like the decks are working independently. Cam is trying to kill all 30 of your life with Savannah lines. It's never going to happen. And then, you know, like, Quail has no protection for his combo whatsoever. And so that was the only... That was <laughs> That's the only weird, dude. Dude, we got to, like, turn four. And I'm, like, attacking with a hard cast Ashen Ghoul. And I'm like, this is the most miserable. That's cute. Like, and I had told Lori, I'm like, you know what? If I could pick one event to win from Lord's House, if I were given my choice, it would be Two-Headed Giant. I really wanted to win at Two-Headed Giant. And, and we just fucking stuck. Yeah. I, I played like shit all weekend. So first round we were up against, uh, who was it? Um, oh man, it was a Dreams and Control deck. Who was our first round opponents? Grant and Dom, Grant and Dom. So Dom is on a no-win condition, hard control deck. Grant is on red black dreams combo. Yeah. So okay. Grant that's, yeah, that seems like yeah. a, a nice pair, right? Yeah. So Grant plays uh, Underworld Dreams Go. And then on my turn I have the choice as to whether I want to play a Savannah Lions or a Disenchant on the Dreams. And I'm like, well, we need to start like grinding out this damage. Let me play a Savannah Lions, right? <laughs> what are the chances that Grant has exactly wheel? Probably not that high, you know, like if he plays a wind to change, that sucks, but we'll be fine. Of mm. course, Grant lays down exactly Wheel of Fortune. We take 14 and are basically dead. 14 because you're both drawing? Is yeah. that why? Yeah, because Dreams <laughs> is all opponents. So I draw seven. <laughs> yeah. I didn't seven. realize that. Yeah. So Dreams hits for two. To say nothing turn. that, you know, Dreams completely shits all over Bizarre. Yes, yeah, also shits on Bizarre. So Dreams oh. made up like half of the, yeah. was in half of the two-headed giant decks. Like yeah. one of two players was playing Dreams. Of like, course, it does double damage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good. So yeah, that one went completely fucking sideways. The, the basic metagame of that format, it seemed like what everybody landed on except for the two <laughs> bottom teams was one player plays combo, the other play, one plays no win condition control. And so the control player just helps the combo player, go, protects the combo player from going off, and stops their opponent from doing whatever they're doing. Interesting. Sounds like a really busted format. So the, to shout out the winners, the winners were Butson and Baron, Mike Butson and Tim Barron. And I, we didn't play against them, so I don't know what was in their list specifically. I know they had four forks. And we're just going ham with the forks. Yeah, they were like they were like but I don't know time walk fork, like just doing goofy. What was their actual win con? Just a big fireball, probably. Uh, I mean, I would assume it was either power monolith or dreams. Okay, I would probably. assume it was dreams, but yeah. maybe it was something else. Well, so shout out to Tim Butson and <laughs> Wait, uh, Tim, yeah. Tim Butson. Well, that's the two headed giant. Yeah, Tim Butson. <laughs> Tim Butson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, so that that was two at a giant in a nutshell. Well, y unique experience, you know. That's yeah. Would I do it again? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Oh, I think I would. I don't know. I you mean, felt like, like the gameplay was a little putrid. It sucked. <laughs> I mean, like our decks sucked, but like yeah. the actual, like if we, if you and I had been playing combo and control, that doesn't seem like it was that fun, anyways. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been interesting. I mean, I almost. That was one thought that I had. I don't, or at least like you know, some something in control. 
Like somebody does something and the other one protects yeah. it. But yeah, it does. I don't know. What I really wanted to do was Necro, but the problem with Necro is it makes both people skip their draw step. Oh. Yeah. So that no one person... How about I'll draw. just enjoy this? Yeah. So <laughs> guess guess who did that? One team did do Necro. Oh, God. It was uh, Danny and, and Punts, right? Danny and Punts, yeah. So Danny was on Lich combo, and Punts was just on, like, control... Uh, uh, counter so Danny, deck. Danny managed to talk him into like, here's my idea for a deck. Um, I'll draw all the cards, and you'll draw none, and you're on my team. <laughs> that was that was generally the pitch that Mr. Punt said I yes play. to. We yeah. play. He said it's yes to this. I guess he likes counterspells, man. I would have said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play the Necros, motherfucker. You're the little counterspell bitch. Yeah, well, they didn't win. <laughs> Tim Butson, Tim Butson <laughs> took him out of the two-headed finals. Tim Butson reigns supreme. Um, okay, Thursday. Wait a minute. This is, we're on Friday still. Friday. So Friday after that, after lunch, um, we did Marauder Middle School Marauders. And um, how did your Friday go, Lauren? Pretty poorly. Yeah. Pretty poorly. Yeah, I was I was uh, three three all weekend. Hmm. Middle school, no exception here. So I ended up playing, I was really torn between two decks and I ended up choosing the easier, more simple deck because I knew I didn't want to like drain myself with six rounds. So right. I played Stifle Knot uh, yeah. and just like expecting a lot of like medium fair decks, which Stifle Knot is really good at beating. I have never seen so many control decks in a middle school tournament. It was all control. Yeah, so, so here's the top four. Uh, Tony Zinni won the event on blue-white standstill. Jaco was second place with um, oh, still. Bant Oath Still. Greg was in third place with blue-white control. That's, it was actually kind of like an anti-standstill build. With uh, It was pretty cool. Uh, the only non-basics were the fetch lands. So just playing islands and planes. Uh, four copies of Decree of Justice. No standstill. And like three copies of Back to Basics in his sideboard. So he was he was going after that angle. Um, Sam was on blue green oath with uh, taking turns oath where you get into the loop of you're just like time warping over and over and over again and so that was the top four it was all hard control I know of at least two other oath still decks Uh, Dane and Nathan were both playing blue green oath still so just fucking a wretched (laughs) metagame of all of these uh, control decks which Dreadnought really cannot beat. Like when yeah. they're when they're playing like four swords and like three or four disenchant effects and like all of these counter spells, it's just impossible. Dude, how busted would the blue green fetch land be in this format? Oh yeah. God. It would be so insane. It would be very good. So to round out the top eight, uh, Andy was fifth playing Enchantress. Yep. Uh, Moss was in sixth playing Devourer combo. Yep, blue red. Blue red, like the Tinker style. Yep. Uh, Nick Rohr was in seventh playing mono white aggro. It's a really good deck, but could not beat the. Was that Shadow Geddon? The Shadow Geddon, yeah, yeah, Shadow Geddon. And then Jimmy rounded out the top eight with just red deck wins. Slime, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Devourer combo was sick. I had gotten the list from you, Lauren. I tweaked it a little bit just kind of based off what I wanted to play. Oh, cool. I think that must have been uh, Andrew Webb's Andrew list. Andrew Webb's list, He's yeah. a really good deck builder. Yeah, so it, that was like, it was probably like 70 of his 75. Um, really cool deck. I had never played it before, never tested it. So I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll be like two and four, but I want to like make sure I play everything because I actually want to give this deck a real go, you know, so I'm just learning on the job, <laughs> on the job training. 
but man, it's really powerful. It just wins outright. And like, there were a couple of times where I would just have one combo piece and I'd just be like, and I'd be dying, you know, I have like two turns left. You just top deck the win or top deck an impulse and get the win. Yeah, or, or tinker. Or, or yeah. tinker. There's just so many ways to get this, the second piece. Yeah, I played against that deck recently in a um, the top four of a league. And uh, it was like the multiple deck leagues, you know, where you're like, all right, I'm going to play this deck and then you play this deck. Oh, we yeah. each have three. And then we decide. Yeah, yeah. And I was up uh, 2-0 against him. And he literally beat me three times in a row with his Devourer deck. And I tried different decks and, like, got so close each time. Like, I tried the Rock and was just, like, duressing Cabal Therapy and then he'll, he'll rip the top. Or, like, trying to race him with red deck wins and just, like, being, you know, half a turn too slow. Yeah. It's really resilient to disruption. It's a cool combo deck. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, me I remember um, when they released Tinker back into the wild. I was like, oh, yeah, that deck seems really nice. That, that seems like the best. I, th I, I remember thinking that that looked like the best Tinker deck. It's super as, as opposed sick. to like the prison. So yeah, I'm still kind of getting my feet under it. Um, my only two losses were to Jaco on Ostil and to um, Zinni on Blue White Control. But otherwise, it just steamrolled people. Yeah, that's a that's a tough matchup. You got to like get an early defense grid, and even then, yeah. Can, like, against Jaco, I ran chance. through four defense grids, and just wasn't enough. Oh my god. Um, and of course, in game one, I had a quote unquote kill, but he had Guy's blessing. <laughs> So you just reshuffle, he just reshuffles and we just do it all over again. So I have like, and by that point, because he, you know, most of the time, it's just like, I've got the pieces, I can explain it to you. Do you want to go through the exercise? A couple people made me actually play it out. That's fine. Um, and it's probably good for me to do that anyways. But with Jaco, you know, he's like, well, we need to actually count it out, you know, and I go through, rip through basically the rest of my deck to mill him, hmm. but then he, tr you know, triggers the guy's blessing. <laughs> now I don't have enough cards left to try to, you know, reassemble a threat with fling. Ew, fling yeah. yeah. And yeah. then that was game one. And so game two, I'm like, okay, I need to either hit it super fast or just get enough, um, you know, it's really, I just got to go after the fling, but I got to try to set it up with defense grids and I just couldn't. Oh, you need like crypts or whatever? Oh, that's putrid. Yeah. Yeah, crypt would do it. Crypt in combination with yeah. this. But like that's another that's yeah, just like another board that card in against a control deck. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Anywho, it's all good. Deck was sick. I'll play it again. Yeah. So I watched the finals, which it was really funny. So Jacob was undefeated in the last round. Uh, Greg was four one. So it's very funny. So Greg ended up beating Jacob, but then Zinni ended up winning the tournament because he had played them both. So he had the best break. So he was the best X one? Yeah, he was the best X one. So <laughs> those games were really fun to watch, like a, a Oat Still versus Blue-White Control. It was, uh, it was pretty interesting. Back and, back and forth, like a lot of, like just like a lot of like Drago, just like who can hit more land drops, who can like get a little edge, who can factor fiction and not get it countered, who can like get the bigger decree of justice. Because uh, Jaco had decrees in his sideboard because he was playing Bant. So it's like a real interesting uh, match. I guess you'd expect the the standstill deck to be behind because Oath is such a liability there in, in game one. You got four essentially dead cards in the first game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Exalted Angel did some work. So Greg brought in Exalted Angel. And I don't know if Jaco just like boarded out all of his Oaths or what, but uh, it did some work. He basically just like really... with. Um, meddling mage and exalted angel he just really taxed jaco's removal so he got something to stick and and uh, and got through that way it's a very greg very greg card i think of 
the, the honestly the most the most low grade card is probably Exalted Angel for sure. Definitely a Japanese version that he won't tell you what it does or for how much mana it morphs or any amount of that angle shooting nonsense. <laughs> so big ups to Zinni for taking down the uh, middle school marauders. Yeah, that's great. Stand still. Excellent tech. Yeah, that is a pretty wretched meta, dude. <laughs> um, you know, people want to win though. More, more goblins decks, more slide decks. Yeah. I mean, you know, controls controls good, but that's middle school. There's lots of good blue eye control decks. There's ways to fight them too. So what else happened on Friday? After Marauders, we had supper. Uh, supper. Yeah. So what were some of the food trucks we had? There was the. Burger food truck. That was Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. I think that that was probably my favorite, man. They just just yeah. a really solid uh, double patty burger. Yeah. Ooh, they yeah. had the they had the burger on a donut, which I did not do, but a few people were. Oh, you got to be hard. You got to be real hard to do that. <laughs> you got to have a hell of a pancreas. Maybe very hard or very soft. <laughs> soft body. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was Friday? Do you remember? So. There were like there was buns. there was brisket for lunch. Oh yeah, the barbecue. barbecue, barbecue lunch. Oh, that's nice. BBQ brisket. That'll <laughs> set you up for a diarrhea dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barbecue lunch. And then what was supper on Friday night? Buns, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or bao, bao. Yeah. yeah. Oh nice. The Asian, the Asian food. Asian fusion. So you had your choice yeah. between fried chicken bao or fried spam bao. They were both good, but very heavy. <laughs> There were no easy options. I would choose. There were no easy options. I would choose the Spam. Oh, the Spam was the, delicious. So good. I tell you, they got a hell of a septic system out there. <laughs> because the toilets were flowing free and clear all weekend. I, don't, I didn't overhear about any... God bless Kilbuck Creek. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we didn't clog a toilet. I, I have know. no idea. That's beautiful. God bless them. Um, so Friday night, uh, things kind of later on in the night, things started getting hot and heavy down in the in the basement bar area. With the chaos world flips so oh. i'll dive into this story now uh the first one up i think was quail taylor quail and he had wagered three to miss four so I think. We're, we're talking about going for the patches the yeah, patch, yeah. Yeah. We're okay. gonna, yeah we're gonna go over that so he actually started out white hot hit 49 in a row he was getting a little shaky you know because it's there's a lot of adrenaline and there's a dozen or 14 people down there you know, watching, yeah. counting out one, two, you know, 24, 25, and cheering and whatnot. And despite the fact that it's just a dumb patch, it really matters to be, it's like, it's one of those, I wouldn't necessarily call it hazing, but it is a rite of passage. It is. Yes. Like, like Thank the, you. Like the yeah. ribbing and the, and the, yeah, it is kind of part of, you do have to, you have to overcome the, the Roman crowd. You know, in order to... Which is completely... So, like, when the first guys were getting it, like, I remember watching, for example, Jayco and Shane getting theirs. And, like, I, me and maybe one other person were there watching them. So it was just like, oh, hey, I'm going to do this right now. Here, you're my observer. Boom. And they would get it done. Or maybe there's two or three people, right? It's very small. Whereas but it's, when you have an... But, like you said, now it's, it's like you're at the Roman Coliseum. And everybody's just like cheering and booing. <laughs> and like, so thumbs now, down, thumbs not down. Only, now, not only are you trying to hit 50 flips, which is hard, and there's a complete, you know, but, but you're trying to like do it in a performative way. It's true. You can, I mean, it, it 
it is somewhat of a show. You got to put on a show. You got to put on a show. Michael so, Walker had a good anecdote about that. When he went for his orb patch, he was like doing pretty well. Dan Picard, like the nicest guy in the world. The night, the, uh, as we all know, the, the literal sweetest man on the planet. Yeah, comes in and just looks Michael right in the eyes and it's like, you're gonna fucking fail, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna fucking fail. You're gonna fucking fail. Well, I, I, oh my god. I had failed four previous times, going all the way back to April 2017. Five years ago, I had made my first attempt with no success. That's essentially like a, 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 you, you could only allow yourself like a single try a year. That's how, that's how yeah. exacting it is, the process. Yeah. And it's, you know. Speaking as a multi-time failure is extremely <laughs> deflating. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, especially because like uh, if you do more than a couple shots, then you end up in this terrible place where like your body feels bad mm. because you just like crammed all this alcohol into you in a very short span, in a very short amount of time, and so you're just like continually getting more drunk, and like being drunk and depressed is not a good combination. No. You're just like super down on yourself. Feeling this ter the terrible effects of just binge drinking. It's tough. And it's then people will be like, oh, I'm sorry, it didn't work out. It's like, well, that doesn't make me feel better. Especially <laughs> when I'm loaded. <laughs> I, I definitely failed multiple times. At least twice. I think you've got yours on your second or third. Mm, yeah. I, I, th I think I want to say But you did a bunch, like, in within short succession. Yeah, I mean, I... You just kept ripping. I, I had to keep trying. I remember... Um, like at the end of a chalice, people were about to like step on their flights. It was like at the end of chalice, and people wanted to, uh, wanted to go for it. Do you remember this? It was like I wasn't at the I wasn't at the chalice you were at. Oh, yeah, was... we you and I went to the first one. He went to the third one. Lorraine went to the third. Oh, the one. third one, not the second one. You weren't there. Um, or you went to the second one too. I went to the second one. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, I don't know, it, like the end of a weekend and. Like we had the patches, Shane was definitely there. And you know, you had to like just steer people away from the cliff. Like, listen, yeah, you see, don't want to bet too much on this shit. There will be another chance. Yeah. You know, you don't want to like gamble six shots and then not make it and then get on your flight and then your wife picks you up from the airport. And you're loaded. <laughs> yeah, I mean this it's not supposed to be like a check mark. Uh, it's not supposed to be a checklist item on a on a good weekend. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be like, uh, it's like, a, I don't know yeah. how to put it, but it, how do I want to put this? It's like, it's not an agenda item. Like you said, it's a rite of passage. Yeah. It's like, you'll, you'll get it eventually. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fine. You have fine. to be patient. You'll, you know, you hang out with us enough, you'll get it eventually. Uh, It'll just happen. So Quail got his. He, he hit four, he hit his first 49 in a row and then missed on number 50, Ooh. but he had, he had three drinks to go. So it was like, no problem. But that still though, but to that go for the 50, 50 yeah, because <laughs> because only a few. I, I remember Burgesson did it. Um, he did you all 50. Did. You, you did, did no, you no, 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 no. I think you got I, it on your first try. I did not know. Oh. So I, so I am kind of, I never wanted to get loaded. Yeah. And so, uh, I did two shots the first time. Didn't get there. Two shots the second time. Didn't get there. Three shots the third time and got there in two shots. So I was very conservative. Yeah. And that was at a time when we were meeting up a lot and there were a lot of opportunities. 
I kind of get it. These out of town guys, they aren't around us a lot. And, and like the Lords of the Pit, we own this Chaos Orb patch. We don't like allow other, t uh, other clubs to have the patch and to give it out. So like they only oh. have a real limited number of opportunities to go for it. There has to be a Lord in the room with a patch. Yeah. So yeah. I, I get that, but like, you know, I, I just basically was playing the numbers game. I like, sure. I think I actually changed my technique for, from uh, two to three and that helped a lot. You stopped dropping it over your finger? Well, uh, <laughs> I did the two, yeah, I, I did like the two-handed technique and I realized like the one-handed technique is a little harder to master, but there's less moving parts. Yeah. There are less things that can fail. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think this thing does better. So yeah, the like the flip with the two hands. Yeah, although Dan Picard has one of the highest hit rates, and he does the double finger, but it's actually the back. Yeah, it's he the does back the backwards somersault. Yeah, flip. and it, it hits so consistently; yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Did you guys have any nasty missed flips on the weekend? I had a really fucking bad one. Like in games? Yeah. No. Well, I I'll put a pin in that in, when we get to the old school part because I did yeah, I did lose a round in flips, but it was just. We'll get there. Right. So, um, kudos to Quail. He was the first one. Yes. Then Tim Barron made a shot uh, at it. He did not pass. I forget how many he wagered. I think two or three. I think he wagered two to miss three. Mm. Uh, and he did not get there. I forget what number he got at. Um, but there's always next time. Right of passage. Yeah. I mean, he'll again, he'll I, try again? I failed four times. So then I'm in the restroom, and then everybody's cheering, yelling at me to come out and give it a shot. Oh, hold on. David David Velasco also tried. Oh, he went after Tim? Uh, I don't know if he went before or after, but he was upstairs. He tried it upstairs. Oh, okay. So, all right. He bet three, I think. Three and I'm pretty four. sure that he missed his first one. Oh, that's so brutal. That's yeah. happened to me. Yeah. So he missed his first one. He got, like, he got into the mid-30s. Like, he was good. He had, he had uh, a string, I think, of, like, 25 or so. But he just had some real, I think he missed two in the first 10, just real shaky. Yeah. Went on a crazy run, but like it just caught up with him. Yeah, yeah. That that exactly has That's happened tough. to me before, because that just puts you in a bad mind space when you miss the first one. You have 50 to go and you're already <laughs> down a shot. It's like when you're golfing and just that first ball you hit is just like, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> going to be one of them days. Uh, so anyways, they, you know, they, I was summoned to make my valiant fifth and hopefully final effort. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Because everyone wanted you to. Because they, yeah, they, want, they, they either want to see me finally climb the mountain or they just want to watch me flame out again. <laughs> right? So I'm like, I don't even give a shit. Which is honestly like a win-win. <laughs> yeah, for anybody. But I'm like, all right, well, we're going to put on, we're going to give them a show, you know. So uh, I said, I'm going to wager two to miss three. And then I like, went to the restroom and they were yelling for me to come out or whatever. And then I said, okay, check that. I'm going to wage three to miss four, right? Because it's X plus one. So they're like, what music do you want to put on? Because everybody was picking the music they had. And I'm like, oh, you know, Steely Dan was Steely <laughs> Band. We're putting Steely Dan back on in the house. <laughs> so they put on Dirty Work. And I was singing along and I'm just going and I'm hitting. And I had actually developed a little bit of a new technique. What I did was uh, I had my um, play mat cylinder tube thing with a foot marked off, okay? 12 inch line marked on mm. it. And then after every flip, I would go and just do a quick reset to make sure I get to a foot. So pick up the card, double check for a foot, flip. Pick up the card, double check for a foot, flip. And what I found is that just lets me take like one breath and refocus and it keeps me from speeding up, 
right? So I, was, I kept my like nerves completely calm and I was singing along with the song and everybody was having a good time. And uh, I hit the first 38, then I missed the first one, took a shot, whatever. Got to 48, uh, Jimmy was barking at me. You know, I missed one there. <laughs> Um, you know, took my second shot, then hit the last two, and boom, that was it. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, everybody, the crowd went wild. Um, I was like, you bet the perfect amount. Like, yeah, yeah. and just it just couldn't have gone better. It, you know, I felt really proud, but like Cam was like, dude, you look so relieved, and I'm like, you know, that's a good way to put. It. I hadn't thought about it, but it's like it really was like my white whale. <laughs> you know, it was like the, the only thing that I, you know, I've organized events, won events crushed events <laughs> but you know it's like i've done like all these different things within the old school community travel to events you know helped host people do all that shit but i had this one accomplishment that was eluding me so i finally got there so you've beaten old school now congratulations yeah if it were a video game i think that's <laughs> i i think i hundred percent of it finally <laughs> um all right and then of course you know after that the, the rest of the night was kind of a you know drunken shit show yeah which is because probably... i did three shots of malort and it was just like burning uh, immediately <laughs> after that i'm like dude i need i need something to i was barely holding it together yeah i need something this is not good so yeah which is probably why when i show up on saturday everyone's like sup how's it going yeah, who else tried? Ben tried for his, and we just had some some metal blasting down in the basement. He didn't make his. I forgot what number he got to. Um, oh, and Justin Schrank, formerly of uh, Wisconsin, now of Colorado, he got his. Oh, congrats so, to him. Yeah, so it was Quail, myself, and Schrank. He the, had, yeah, that was. He had some lasting effects of that, I think. <laughs> How many did he? I see. I don't. I don't know. I, he, I just, he went right after me. Stack them up. He he went. I think right after me, and I was like, you know, I kind of staggered out of there after drinking my malorts, and so he came in, and I don't know how many he wagered. I don't know. I just know that he was uh, roughed up. He was roughed up. He was served <laughs> rough justice for sure. <laughs> he earned it. Well, he got there with blood. Congrats to him. Um. Okay. So we move on to Saturday. Um, what did we do? So Saturday morning, I was pretty roughed up on Saturday morning. So I went for that icy run. There was vintage. Did you play vintage? No, I did not. Yeah, there okay. was a vintage. Um, oh, it was actual vintage. That's yeah. right. Yeah, there was actual vintage. There was vintage cube. I think that was going on Friday night too. That sounds right. Yeah. And I didn't play on that. But there was vintage proper on Saturday morning into the early afternoon. Which was a big mistake because it made us start our old school event. Like an hour and a half late. Yes. And so that kind of led us to staying up. When, when did everything finish up? Like at 1 or something? 1 a.m.? By the time prizes were done? Yeah. It was probably close to 1 a.m. Wow. That's crazy. I had no conception of time. Yeah. I, absolutely, it could have been 9 o'clock or it could have been 4 in the morning. I have no idea. Yeah, because we didn't even start until like 2.30. Yeah. So exactly. shout out to Bob. Bob won the vintage. I don't know what he was playing. Probably doesn't matter. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I could have looked it up. I didn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, big ups to big ups to Bobby the Brain for winning his own vintage tournament. Um, what did we have for lunch on? Oh, that's when we got pizza delivered. Yeah, oh, that was awesome. Classic Chicago pizza. Yeah, we got Lou Malnati's delivered, and then 
then, yeah, so we, we ended up firing late, like you said, because the vintage went a little bit long. And I think that's because they had more players than they thought. Maybe they played one more round. One extra round, yeah. That makes sense. They had 19 players, so that's four rounds, right? Yeah, so maybe if they want to do it next time, they got to do it on Friday, or they just have to get up at the crack of dawn to do it. Yeah. I mean, it is called Old Man Vintage for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just continuing on the theme with the food, though. Um, That's the first salad that we got. So we got this heavy deep dish pizza <laughs> with, like, the basic iceberg salads. Yeah. And there were a lot of dudes who were like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see a little roughage in my life. Just get something in my body that isn't fried or... Just get some fiber going. Yeah, just something. Yeah. Uh, I will give Bob one additional shout out. He did a good job on the breakfasts. He did the quiche for Friday morning. Oh, yeah. Those and Saturday was his uh, French toast, the baked French toast, oh, which is awesome. Yeah, that baked French toast is really good. I mean, in general, Bob is an amazing host and yeah, yeah. party planner. Yeah. He did an absolutely stunt. It couldn't have been better. Yeah. I, I can't imagine the weekend being better. Um, yeah, I'm still like recovering in terms of like diet. I've been trying to eat a little bit more clean this week. Just a lot of like oatmeal and rice. <laughs> Letting things just kind of. <laughs> yeah, man. I usually eat yogurt for normal. breakfast. Like it's, yeah. it's t eating, just eating. Not like a big plate of, of, uh, fried bread and French toast and chicken sausages. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. You want to talk about old school main event? Oh Yeah. So what Carter happened? rolls in at like one thirty. <laughs> He's like glowing. Yeah. And so I'm so I'm sitting actually in the seat closest to the door. Uh, I hear somebody come in, and Carter starts yelling as he does. You know, like hey everybody, hey I'm here, hey hey hey. I just I like turn around in the couch and like give him a very low energy. <laughs> yeah, just a very low. I was like, uh, I was expecting some hugs here. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Even Cam, Cam was like. Hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, uh, I haven't seen you in like a thousand years. I How's it going? Dude, we did all that on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody had had four hours of sleep for the past two nights that were like, you know, extremely bad sleep due to their own sleep apnea, due to the noise of other people's sleep apnea, or just being wasted. Like, you, drunk sleep is not good sleep. It's no. not. No, no, no. No, because like you're going to bed at 2 a.m. You're rolling, you're tossing, you're turning, you're you're. I'm like trying to push the 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 earplugs deeper into my brain <laughs> to knock knock out the sound of snoring, and then all of a sudden it's 7:30, and where my bed was positioned, the sun is just sending a laser beam directly <laughs> into my face. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm up now. <laughs> no, no remorse. Uh, yeah, sleep was. Sleep was well represented as a band. A lot of sleep was played, and a lot of sleep uh, attire by, by myself and others. But sleep as a bodily function was sorely lacking. So Carter, you roll in right as rain to the you know house of horrors. Hadn't yeah, hadn't touched liquor in in days. Ready to fucking go. Um, ready to chit chat with everyone. And then by the time the tournament begins, I'm like, I'm not ready to play. You know, like I, I'm, I'm trying to do what you guys did in two days in three hours. I, I don't know. I'm not ready to just yeah. like sit across from just one person and play old school. Yeah. I brought the same deck because I was like, listen, you know, if you win with a deck, the new king has to 
pry the crown from my hands. You got to beat the old deck, and then I'm happy to crown the new champion. Yeah. Which is what I expected to happen. I expected to do fine, but for somebody to, you know, play the Abyss or play Ivory Tower or whatever number of cards beat me, and I expected to lose. But. But. I just kept winning. And winning and winning. And winning. Well, it's not good to the top eight. Let's just keep it to the Swiss for now. Discuss yeah. the Swiss. Well, so let me, let me ask you a couple questions about your deck, if you don't mind. Sure. So, uh, I believe after the last Lord's House where you won, you got the Golden Lord, right? And that card was supposed to stay in your sideboard. <laughs> and, but I noticed on your deck list that the Golden Lord was not part of your 75. No. I, did, I did forget about that. I should have I should have put the Lord in as a sideboard card. So sideboard that was your card. second angle shot. Yeah, the first being rest. <laughs> yep, the first one just like that, that's. I think actually that's his best and most brilliant technology <laughs> is rolling in on Saturday fully rested. <laughs> that is honestly it might be the angle shot of that. like of, yeah. of all time. <laughs> well, listen, in at the next Lord's house, I will have thirteen cards in my sideboard. Mm. I promise. I'm saying it now. Okay. If if. If I don't, you know, you could run back the tape and call me a liar. 13 cards on the sideboard. Gotcha. So you played, just so for the viewers at home here, you were on your rug, Pixies, Atog, Aggro. Yeah. And it was, so this, so I have another question. Sorry to be like the, the investigative reporter here. <laughs> no, this is good. It Usually it's me busting his yeah, chat, right. so I want to hear you do it, Marty. It wasn't the exact same deck. You made a couple slight modifications, and they're really interesting. So... You had what two Ankh of Mishra in your in last year's list. Mm -hmm. You had two Relic Barrier replacing them in this year's list, which is very interesting because I attended Urza's Chalice where Mil Will McGran uh, and Simon Christie and a few others that was their technology as well. They put in these Relic Barriers to help control uh, shops as well as just like Mishra's factory. So I'm I'm curious, like, did you talk to anybody about that? I unfortunately haven't spoken to Will in a long time. Wow. I had like I talked with those guys on the old school Slack, but um No. I uh I was like I had always thought Anka Mishra was kind of a mediocre part of the strategy because there's times when you're not ahead and Relic wow. Barrier is just like an insane card from when you're behind. I think I had like I've played a decent amount of Relic Barrier. Um, I played it in, I don't know, a lot of like bad decks. Like I played it a lot in those those Ashnod Transmogrant decks. And I think it was really in like mono green that I started to think about Relic Barrier as like a sideboard card. Cause right. I was like, yeah. sometimes there's just guys that you just can't beat. You just like can't beat a four four. And then I'm like, oh, well, if you turn a Sarah Angel into an artifact and you tap it with Relic Barrier, it's all, it's all about, like, not playing Icy, because Icy is just too expensive. Yeah, right. So, like, you compare Relic Barrier to Icy, and it's like, well, God, on the times you're tapping down artifacts, Relic Barrier is two mana Icy, and Icy costs four plus a mana. Yeah. Right. Like, when you're tapping down artifacts with Relic Barrier, it's, like, a thousand times more efficient than Icy. And I've always played like the one cheeky winter orb. And which, by the way, in all 18 matches I've played in Lord's House, Winter Orb has never done a single thing. 
never done. There's anything. too many moxen. There's, there's too many mana rocks. Yeah, it's yeah. it's never done anything relevant. I thought about taking it out this year, but uh, didn't didn't do it just because I don't know. I just like saw it in the list. I'm like, all right, we'll we'll try it again. It's never been relevant. Uh, Winter War was awful. It should probably just be like a third relic barrier or something. Um. But, yeah, that was the type of thing that pushed it over the edge. Like, I've always liked the card, and I've always thought that it's good in in not just, like, prison decks, because it puts pressure on mana, mm -hmm. which, ultimately, if you're playing a deck, like, stuffed with one and two drops, that's, like, your secondary game plan. Essentially, Relic Barrier is, like, a much, much, much better Stone Rain. Yeah, it's like, Imagine flexible. if your Stone Rain could also, like... Icy some creatures, or icy the best land in the format that everybody plays for. I first saw Relic Barrier when I played in that Seattle tournament a couple years ago, and the shops players were bringing that in on the side for the mirror match, or maybe they had it in the main for a mirror match. Yeah, and that I blew think... my mind because I'm just I'm all about four icy. And so when I ran into those Relic Barriers, I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking high-tech. So, yeah, I think, like, Relic Barrier has been in, like, the old-school zeitgeist or whatever for the past, like, year or so. And I probably, like, absorbed it by osmosis somehow. Um, and it's, like, it's an artifact. It goes in an ATOG deck, you know? It's, like, not the biggest stretch of imagination sure sure yeah yeah i, I was just curious because like i mean i think it's a great card but it was just interesting that it was the same you came to the same conclusion that other people so i was like wondering like the extent to which you talked to other people about your changes the extent to which you practice did you practice the deck at all in anticipation no dude my like one of my first plays of this tournament was like i put so i get magic against butts in round one again like i did last year and Butson has like a Suchi in play, and I have a Shatter in my hand. I could have shattered it last turn, he could have taken four. I could have shattered it during his upkeep, he could have taken four. He, I let him go to his main phase, he goes, go to combat with his Suchi. I go, before combat, I'll shatter it. He goes, uh, okay, with the four mana, I'll, and I'm like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> I completely forgot that Suchi has text. Yeah. How can you completely forget that forgot? After I detonated yours that one time and you took eight. Because <laughs> I was that <laughs> rusty. I was that fucking rusty. Yeah. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I've completely forgotten how to do this shit. Um, and it was after that moment I was like, Jesus, I think this is going to be a rough, 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 rough tournament. But then we rallied. You powered up, baby. We, we we powered the fuck up. I was like, all right, uh, Suchi has text on it. I should have dealt four damage to him instead of giving him four mana <laughs> during his main phase. Like, my God. And it just, it like, a lot of crazy shit like that happened where, like, you know, I played against Mr. Punce, and Mr. Punce, like, he was doing it all. He was tutoring for Ancestral. He was mind-twisting me, and you just, like, win. And it's like, how, how did I win this game? And it's just like, I don't know. I think after enough time playing a strategy, you just learn how to fucking squeeze like every last ounce of value out of the cards that you're playing. You know, these like little creatures where it's like, I know how to get, I don't know, just like that one point of chip damage or when to trade when it counts or just like I don't know there's also a, like a lot of insane draws that you 
have with this eight tog show, right? I mean, Moss, we had one just like utter, non-game. utter non-game. And you've played the deck enough where yeah, yeah. you know that it just like, goes ham. Yeah. At least like once a tournament, you get like a turn zero win. Yeah. Which is like a lot, you know, to get like a free game, a free game that yeah. requires nothing yeah. in a tournament is really fucking big. Um, and you're practically guaranteed them with, with the amount of best of cards in the deck. So, um, yeah, like, you know, I was, I was ready to pass the crown over, but you know, then the top eight happens and I'm like, okay, it would be awesome to like, you know, lose in the top eight that, that, you know, to, to win and make the top eight would be like perfectly fine with me. Let's, let's save the, let's finish our discussion with the Swiss and then we'll go to the top eight. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I think the top eight I 2 0 out. So I think I took a loss to you and I took a loss to, oh my God, the insane deck of Brown. The, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if we'll do a recap of all that. But True like, villainy. What an, in, what an, I, I think. No, set that, it up, man. I mean, I think it was, I think it was the most creative deck in the top eight. I think it was, it's the most creative deck in the top eight. It's the most impressive deck to have gotten as far as he did. I would say bar none. He yeah. played, he's playing four Candelabra of Thanos, four Power Surge. Is that the name of the card? Yeah, Power Surge. Yeah. And for Psychic uh, Venom. I mean, whatever the hell else is in your deck doesn't really matter. If you're playing four of each of those cards, like, you are spicing it up to the max. And he made it all the way to the top four of the tournament. Um, and I took a loss from him game one, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I might lose this deck. Yeah. That's this was in the Swiss, insane. Because yeah. I've just been playing against, like, Lion Dib, Workshop, you know, a bunch of, like efficient cards yeah. stuff like that and then i come up against the psychic venom i'm like oh shit is this where the party stops like that would be pretty sick i'm down with that yeah but you got them your your cards are just a lot more efficient yeah. you know and cards that cost red red and stuff like mulligans you know um you know i think in old school uh you're really rewarded for mulliganing, you know, to these like aggressive keeps, you know, there's tons and tons of mediocre hands in old school. There's tons of really, really busted hands that people kind of can't beat. Let me tell my mulligan story. It's the last round of Swiss. I am four one. You, I lost to you in three beating everybody else. And I get, uh, saddled up against Ben on Eureka game one. I just blow him out. You know, you're typical, Big mana, tripus dudes, we can't cast Eureka. I get there. Game two, he moles to six, no lands. Moles to five, no lands. Moles to four, bad keep. Just says, you know what, I'm going to, he was going to scoop. He's just like, eh, let's just, he was like, I'm just going to head downstairs and call it night or whatever. You know, I'm like, nah, mold to, just let, let it go, man. Like, give another shot. He's like, all right, I'm going to go for Lotus Time Twister. Moles to three. He's on the play because I won game one. Gets Lotus and Time Twister. <laughs> oh my god! So then we reset. Yep. He has like another busted opener, or he has a busted seven, and then then wheels after that on turn one. Oh and my I, god! I had a busted 
opener on like I busted keeper seven, and then I drew- so you were like, oh, keep mulliganing. I can't wait to <laughs> fucking smash you. But, yeah, but I was also like, <laughs> you're like, don't go downstairs, go to three. I can't wait to destroy you. Yeah, but I'll, I mean, like also, like, I'm like, let's just play game. it out and see what's up. You know? Yeah. So then he time twisters. I get a good seven. I had ancestral in that hand, and I could cast it from the time twister. That gets all wheeled away. Jesus. And then I just get a slow start, and we're just grinding and grinding. And he gets out, you know, there's just a lot of draw go, draw land go type stuff. He casts some big dudes. I'm able to just kind of neutralize him one way or the other. I end up casting the Abyss, but he has just a density of dudes where he's able to throw away a guy to the Abyss and cast another big guy. And he's just uh. hard casting dudes like Bartel Runax and Urnum Jin and shit. So I, I actually got to live the dream where I, I played, um, I, I took my Tetravis, busted it up into the little Tetravites, copied the, te the big Tetravis to make another 4-4 flyer. But then just, I, you know, again, this is the end of the Swiss. I'm not at my, you know, I'm feeling pretty rough at this point. I'm pretty tired. And I just forget on my upkeep to break that second Tetravis up. And it just left me one block or two short. Oh, so this is game two. And then he's able to just punch through. This is punching through the abyss for like multiple turns, just casting the next guy to That's keep crazy. the two guys up, you know, the next man in. So he ends up getting game two. It, game two goes on forever, like 35, 40 minutes. Oh my God. Right as, mold of three. Jesus. Mold of three. Right as game. And we're having like a good time on it too. You know, there's conversation. We're laughing and joking around. You know, I mean, it's a real fun. It was like a three act play, I told him. It was a game that yeah. had a beginning, a middle, and an end. So as we finish game two, time is called. And I'm like, well, dude, what are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna do? Bob comes up, he's like, just go to flips. Because I had played all of my games in middle school and all of my games at old school upstairs in the loft. Mm. And the loft was the area outside that top tier of rooms where there was one little coffee table and then two like, uh, just two chair, two comfy chairs. And I liked playing all my games up there because you got all the atmosphere and the music and the crowd noise from below. But you just didn't have to hang out with the unwashed mashes, masses and, and mash elbows, you know. You got people like, you know, breathing and breathing over your neck and farting next to you and everything else. And Nathan barking at you. Obviously. Obviously. So anyways, we go to we go to time and then we go to flips. And it's, you know, he pulls out a Lady Yorka and we're flipping on. And I shit you not, we each hit like 25 in a row. We're just going to town. Double teaming this lady Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up, he ended up, he bested me. Like I ended up missing after like 20, 25 flips or whatever. Uh, so he won one, one in flips. So you made it into the top eight X2. I, I, I was X2. Because I, and I remember this. So in the fourth round, Moss and I played and we were both 3-0 at that point. And I was telling him like, I think whoever wins this is a win in it. Like, yeah, I think you can lose the next two rounds and you'll still get top yeah. eight, and that was true. Yeah. So that was the big. That was the beginning of my demise. Demise. Oh yeah. no! Literally, like I lose. I lose in two quick games to him. Like just yeah, just like did not have shots. Just did the thing. Yeah. He just he made just, a bunch of mana and, and four fours. Yeah, and I could not uh, not put anything together. I kept. I think game one I kept an opener with like um, City of Brass, Strip, Strip, Ancestral. I was like, ah, this will this will work. I Ancestral. No color, colored mana, like mm. almost for the rest of the game, and then he strips the city immediately, and I'm I'm basically done for. 
Like that seems like a keep. I, I don't know. Oh, I keep that. Yeah. So, so I had a game like that where somebody led with City. I think it was Sam, like one of the first games we played. Um, uh, I I just remember him leading with City, doing something, maybe going like City Land Fowler or something. I just remember stripping the city because I don't know your old school brain just like goes off like you see somebody lead with city and you're just going like their man is weak (laughs) (laughs) snap snap strip you can smell a weak you do you just like smell like blood in the water and you're like oh you led with city and tapped it turn one your man is bad strip it yeah I like that. No, that's you, you. You get that your antennae quiver. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and that's just from the hundreds upon thousands yes, of old yes. school games. You're just like, oh yeah. That's because I know if that were me, that's not where I want to be. You know, you don't want to yeah. play City of Brass on turn no. unless yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. unless it's your only blue source and you have ancestors. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we finished that game and I'm three one. Moss is four zero. I'm like, yeah. man, this this doesn't feel great. He's like, you'll be fine, dude. You're not gonna go three three. You're not gonna like lose your next two games. So after that, I play, <laughs> I play David Velasco. He's on like his sweet um, uh, Soltai, basically four power creatures with uh, Giant Growth, Berserk, Twiddle, and Time Vault, that deck. Yeah. And uh, we had a close three series. In game three, like he way overextended all of his Arabian Nights dudes. And I wheel, I miss... Um, getting a uh, one of two CD in a bottle, Ooh. but I've got Demonic Tutor in hand, yeah. mm. and I just need the black source. And like, I had marked some of my cards on the front side because I had this modular deck where like, I, I had like the Chaos deck, like cards that were in all three decks weren't marked. Cards that were in the Chaos deck were marked with a C, those in the two-headed giant with the two. Anyway, so like some of the cards, I know exactly like where they're coming from. I had a Tundra in the sideboard that I sighted in and I cited out a city of brass because I was citing into city in a bottle. And I swear to God, I'm like <laughs> dead on board looking at my lands in play, and there is the fucking sideboard tundra oh, no. that I replaced for the city oh, of brass. No. I can't demonic tutor for this for the city in a bottle, mm. and I lose to like 16 power in play in game three. Oh god. It was it was a brutal, <laughs> brutal punish. Just for... to see it like stare you in the face like yeah. that. <laughs> So you brought me in, bro. Yeah. This is your idea. What's up, this? And then uh, l- the last round, I play Bob, who is on Shahrazad Agro, <laughs> and we fucking go to time. Give me a break. Yeah, uh, we go to time, and it wasn't as epic as twenty-five flips. I think it was like seven or eight, but yeah. I finally missed one, and so I lose to flips on <laughs> Shahrazad to Bob. Starting with a 3-0 run, going to 3... It was just like... Wow, of course possible. I so just, you went 3 3 Yeah, so like that yeah. picture... Like that picture of me that is now an emoji in the Lord's <laughs> chat. That is like... That is like the face of me after having such a good start of the game. And then just having it stolen. Just, you know, just ripped The best away. is like that picture is like Carter's holding up his top prize. <laughs> and then you're just in the background morose as fuck. Like, <laughs> just like so just evaporated. Depleted. Um, so like when I, so I lost in the, the last round too. But like I'm like, all right, Ben. It's like. I don't think I made. I think I don't think I have to do top eight. You know, I'm like I, I'm just like okay, this is cool. Like, yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm four and two. I did all right. I I didn't get a chance to test my deck. I just got my workshops back right. from Cam on right. Wednesday. Yeah, he'd had them for over two years. So I haven't even. I just built this deck and haven't had a chance to even play it. So I felt pretty good about it. And then they announce the top eight. 
And then you're in it. I'm in it. Uh, Ponce is in it. Velasco's in it. Braun's in it. Kyle. Who else am I missing? Sam. Sam Crollo's in it. Who else was in it that I'm missing? Did I say Braun? Ben is in it. Oh, ben, and Ben. Ben. And ben. Yeah. Yeah, because <clears throat> yeah, when Ben beat me on flips, he went to five and one and got in. So that was our top eight. Uh, so yeah, let's begin the uh, top eight discussion. So we, <laughs> I'm like completely exhausted, but it's time to power the fuck up for the top eight. Yeah. I'm the seventh seed. I get matched up with Kyle. I had no idea what he was on. He, you know, he barely ever plays Magic, let alone old school. I think the last time he played old school was at Lord's House 1. And he was X Where he and, also top eighted. Where he also top eighted. He's he, good. He's very good. And he was X and 1. And we sit, I sit down with him, and I basically just roll over him. I have big mana. He plays a moat, but he has uh, two City of Brass in play. So I just double copy Icy Manipulator. I'm just tapping down his City of Brasses and just <laughs> grinding him into dust. That was game one. Game two, he just didn't have it. I made, like, a Triskelion copy to him and him. Yeah, I... So um, that was seven seed beating two seed in the quarterfinals. Everyone I played at the top eight, I had... I played in the Swiss already. Or I, I, everyone I would play in the top eight, I had already played in the Swiss. Hmm. Well, there had to be one other one because you, there were seven seven other combatants and you played six rounds. So you played everybody but Ben, right? I played against Punts, Sam, and you. He just said the people he actually played in the top eight. Oh, they were all rematches. They were all rematches. They were all rematches. Oh, wow. I mean, like... Punce is an insane magic player. Yeah. And that was your round one, right? That so was my was round one. Seat. So I was I was thinking like, okay, yeah. That's a good eight to upset one. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, rematch. this is this is a, you know, it's it's a rematch for him. Like, I could definitely see myself getting knocked out of this of this tournament. Um and <laughs> I think game one, I win a I win a pretty protracted battle um it was an example of i think my board was like uh relic barrier scrib scrib and his was like factory savannah lions like after we had all exhausted our resources and my board was better than it is and i and i just won out you know you just attack for one pass. Well, he didn't. Yeah, didn't he draw like seven lands in a row or something like that? Though he he drew he drew a ton. He ended up drawing a ton of lands and then ended the game with two red blasts in his hand. So that was the game. That was game two. That was game two. Game one was so maybe so maybe that was the board state in game two. I'm trying to remember game one. He might be able to tell better. Maybe game one was a bit more um, decisive, where I had like a particularly strong draw maybe i had ancestral i i can't exactly recall i think i think the more memorable game was was game two he opens with land soul lotus mind twisty for four mm. yeah he uh, should have won that game um <laughs> and i you know throw four of my cards away and i go okay i guess we'll probably go to game three um but like so many of those hands, right? You keep a hand based on a turn one mind twist for an amount, but you don't have anything to else. Follow, yeah. So we just play land go for a while, you know? Yeah. I think 
that's probably a lesson in like if you have that hand that turn one mind twist you for four hand if you don't have anything else to do just wait until like turn three and mind twist them for uh, everything. But like there's so many, okay, so I, I feel like I'm definitely coming from the place where like I've heard people say, I think Alan Finney especially, like you want to save that time walk until it's really meaningful. You don't want to cast like a turn one time walk just to get the extra card. But I'm so concerned, I like, I have been blown out and was blown out in the tournament several times by like time twister, wheel of fortune, balance. Getting those like or mind twist, getting those cards taken away from you immediately, like old school is such a variable format in terms of what can be in your hand. I kind of just want to get the value while I can because there's no guarantee that you're gonna have any cards in your hand next turn. Yeah, I, I you know I think I think crazy stuff can happen. I think I think a lot of games are are made or broken based on like. Sometimes the person who squeezes like the absolute most amount of value from their cards wins, and sometimes the person with like the better draw full of broken restricted cards wins. Mm -hmm. The question is, what are the game practices that win you the most in the in the long term? Um, I don't think waiting until you have a four form play to cast your time walk so you get the attack in right away is always the best way to do it. Nor is fire it. You, you know what I mean? It's like so... You got to feel it out. I think because there's so much variance, getting the most from your cards, whenever that is, you know, if, if you know, I, I also will absolutely just fire off a fucking time walk if I need to. It just, I mean, that's like the delicate situation, right? Like, when do you need to? When When should you? You gotta like milk these fucking cards in these situations for like all they're worth, you know, mm -hmm. because there are situations where you can just lose. So you also need to not give up when you get mind twisted. Yeah, you, right. You also have to be like, okay, I lose four cards. Like, we'll we'll see what happens. Swiss against Tim. I had mine twisted him for like four or five. I think it was the balance of his hand. And then I, I should you not. You've heard me complain about this many times, but I should you not. <laughs> Seven or eight of my next nine draws were lands or moxen. And he just plays a factory like the next turn or two turns later and just beats me down ten times with a factory. <laughs> what can you do? And like I finished, you know, I finished the game and like 14 of the 15 cards I saw were mana sources and like a disenchant. <laughs> what can you do? I guess, you know, play an aggro deck with 21 lands and yeah. more of your draws are hot. Oh. Instead of trying to put six drops into play. Yeah. Um, so, 
who did you beat? Oh, so you you beat Punts in round one. Yes. Uh, so he ended up. Um, so we, yeah, we played that protracted game. Um, his he, his game true. The game two two. I gotta say, he drew really badly, but also picked up two. Uh, he ended the game with two red blasts in hand. Yeah. You know you don't you don't need red blast against me. No. And he had Ser- the top card. His his next draw was Sarah Angel, so, which, which is like your deck. A, a, <laughs> super unbeatable card for me. Yeah. So so how did you how how have you gone through all these tournaments and just never played against a Sarah Angel? I have played against Sarah. Angel. What do you do? You, oh, you side blast it. You I forgot you have side blast. Or they don't get to five mana, or they <clears throat> drop the Sarah Angel and they're too low life, or you know, there's 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 lots of things. Yeah, I mean, you have one one flyers and lightning bolt that'll work too. Like, yeah, you two, know. two for one yourself. You get yeah. rid of a Sarah Angel. You could stitch it together. Yeah. I mean, have I ever played against uh, turn one Sarah Angel on the play? No, that would yeah. definitely beat me for sure. Yeah, just a Lotus land lotus or whatever land mox um, but sarah angel um you know that's the reason i play two maze of it's on the sideboard too yeah you know can't lose to that guy so might as well maze it until you can draw enough burn vice yeah. cast wheel so that's your plan you just got to basically burn her out then um seems reasonable yeah or just or build up a big enough board where i can attack past it and it doesn't really matter maze out my own guy maze her um you know, you have you have options, but that you do take time to develop. So yeah. that turn, that turn one angel is really, really, really yeah. difficult to do. Yeah, I forgot. But <clears throat> side blast just does a lot of work there. You blow her up. Yeah, I um, I play one in the main. I think another one in the sideboard. Um, one of the one of the three casts. Slots. So round two of the top eight. So round two. What's Simmies? Semi-finals. Semis. The semis. I get matched up with the villain, Braun. <laughs> you know, I beat... I took down But he's playing such a sick deck. How can he be the villain? Yeah. No, dude, he was a villain because he, he was, like, tilting with uh, David over that Chaos Orb flip on the Z-axis where the, the orb was, like... What was the story with that? It was something about, like, the orb... David's orb... <laughs> the Z axis, like, the, like it wasn't. The it wasn't. Sleeves flat. were overlapping, but because of like some intervening card, there was like some like. Was it one of those flips where it was just like, like above so, it. so like insanely card close? Card A, card A was over card B. The orb was over the target card, but above it, and somehow because of other cards on the board, wasn't actually touching it. Right, it was over it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, it, it wasn't touching it. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's so, that's the so the Z-axis. whole issue was the Z-axis, right? It's over it, but for the other cards on the board. See, I never, this never, when I'm going to flip a card on my orb on your card, Lorraine, I pick up your card, yeah. set it over here. Yes. There's nothing else there, and I hit, you know, I stick the land. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. But like, if you're just kind of flipping onto a card that's on top of another card, or there's another card nearby. Oh, that's what I, I, I do. I just, I, I, see. I flip onto yeah, the card. Like, can, wherever they played it, yeah. I really reach across the table and I flip yeah. onto it. And so, you know, there was this like hyper, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it is supposed to be a friendly game. And so like, there was this, this big like uproar down at the end of the, you were, you were closer to where they were at, weren't you? I, uh, no, I, you were at the other end. No, I was, yeah, you were I was, at the other See, I didn't, that happened while I was playing my game with Kyle. There was some kind of an uproar with this orb flip, right? So like, you know, Braun, you know, notorious slow player, 
and grinder that he is and had already like now drawn even more ire with this beef over the chaos orb so right, david so. lost did they go to flips did they go to time that, that wasn't the, no they braun beat him beat but him david might have lost the game because he i don't know about that okay. yeah, yeah I, I don't know that, that, i don't know what the outcome the butterfly effect of that flip was well it ended up being might just ruled. be a data point i think everybody ended up just saying no that it counts it's a hit so i oh, think I that was a good hit okay. it, was, no, it was just a bunch of of discussion shall we say about it yeah you know these things happen so anyways i'm like i gotta get like you know <laughs> braun has been like terrorizing the field all day with this tricky deck and slow play somebody's got to take him down right <laughs> so i'm like i gotta get one for my boys here i gotta get one back for david right so um we sit down and game one is just like grinding on and on and he's got the you know i i because I'd finished off Kyle, and I didn't even know necessarily what Braun was on, but I, I watched and observed some of his game with uh, Velasco, so I knew, okay, shit, it's the goddamn Candle Surge deck. All right, well, I've got I've got disenchants. We'll figure this thing out. You know what I mean? So game one, it, it's, we're just grinding on and on and on, and um, he is manipulating his double factories with the Candelabra to like turn them into a five-five, so they have to. I can't block my Suchi because at that time I was wide open on the Chi, so that would have been an extra four damage. But I'm able to kind of get in there on a crackback type scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dan so you. <laughs> so during this game, Danny is behind Moss. Yeah. With just this incredibly quizzical look on his face, <laughs> and you know I'm watching it. I'm just like I have no energy. I'm just watching this terrible match play out <laughs> where nothing is happening. And Braun is just twiddling his candelabra every turn. Nothing is happening. There's all kinds of questions about like where mana is going at particular points. Braun's <laughs> floating shit. Oh, I remember that in our match. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, Danny comes over to me, and he's very animated, and he's like, I, I can't believe what Moss is doing. He's throwing the game. He's making all these mistakes. I don't understand. He should be tapping his mission. He should be tapping the city of brass with his icy. He's missed it like three turns in a row. And blah 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 oh, blah. Now there, so I do remember that. So there probably were punts because I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, that's what I told him. So I was the, like, the I was lines like, are not. His, the lines are blurred. Yeah, the lines are blurred. <laughs> like, but I had to keep that icy up to tap his dude when he goes for the attack because he can make that guy into like a. Four four or five five. Yeah, right. So that's what I remember about that. Keeping that icy up, it was for purely defensive purposes. Yeah, I mean that's what I told Danny. Was like, look, man, he's exhausted. He did not expect to be playing in the top eight. I don't even think he wants to be here. <laughs> this matchup against his arch nemesis, like, <laughs> give him a break. Like he's trying. Yeah, dude is trying. So Classic so Danny doesn't make the top eight and yeah. leers over your shoulder. <laughs> tells you about all your misplays. It's all good. It's all good. Turns uh, out he didn't make any on his way to X and three or whatever. Yeah. So we end up getting a... So he plays Surge, and I he goes to pass a turn, and I just blow that up. I had Disenchant in my hand. And then I think the, my, my draw, my next draw was Recall. So then I could Recall the Enchantment and blow up his Candelabra. And then that kind of turned the tide. And then I, I think I played a second threat and was able to get there. Because we had been kind of just shooting past each other. Um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of grinding. That was a hard-fought game one. I felt really good getting that one. Uh, game two, his mana didn't develop. I think he played two lands the whole game, and I steamrolled him. Hmm. And that was that. I got one for the got one for my chudes. <laughs> my semis were nice. I was against Sam again. And I remember... And he was on what? 
power model. Power, power model. That's what he basically always plays. And I and I I played him in the Swiss, and you know, as as it happens, you know, at, at the end of the game, you show each other how you sideboard, you kind of chit chat. Yeah. And you know, I figure, you know, our paths might not cross again. So I'll I'll tell I'll tell him. I'll give you the free advice. Hey, all the counter spells in in your deck. They should absolutely not be there post board. You want you know stuff like this. You want the earthquake. You want this. You yeah, want that. Yeah. You know blah blah blah. You know I pretty much told him exactly how to sideboard against me. <laughs> so then the top eight rolls around. I'm like, oh shit. I kind of regret telling Sam all that stuff that yeah, I told him. Gave maybe a little too much inside baseball. Gave him gave him a little too much. Um, the game one was. Uh, I don't know. The details are kind of escaping me. Um, I think I think it was somewhat decisive. The more interesting game was was game two, um, and it was one of those games where your combo opponent plays a Falwar Stone, and you're just like, I think I'm gonna live the colorless mana life for the rest of this game. Um, I remember he had a Falwar. Some kind of land, a soul ring, and a jet. I had a um, relic barrier and a script sprite, as, as the tech often does, um, and a factory, um, and maybe a mox. I, th maybe, I think a relevant mox, a green mox. Um, Sick luck, dude. And <laughs> the move was just. Tap your jet attack for three. Um, and, you know, at the end of the game, he just turns his hand over and he's got, like, tutor, the combo rolled up. You know, he already had the monolith in play. Essentially, it was like, if he could tap the stupid jet, then he could tutor for the lotus and lotus out the yeah. thing and put the mirror universe into play Oof. and do all the busted stuff. So, See? you know, you got there. choose to tap the, you know, if there's two artifacts that are correct to tap, you flip a coin, 50% chance it's the jet. Okay, the jet's the one that you tap. Yeah. There you go. That's Those lines are fun. Probably the best line that I had the entire day was like, mold a six because my seven wasn't great. And I end up with this super weird hand that's like Sapphire, Soul Ring, Mistress Factory, Mistress Factory, Copy Artifact. Oh. So Mistress Factory into Soul Ring, uh, Soul Ring, Float One, Activate the Factory, Copy Artifact, the Mistress Factory on turn one, yeah, and nice. just Mistress Factory beat down. Yeah, yep. that's two nice. Two of those. Yeah, I, my most powerful line actually probably came in that game two against Braun where... Um, I had cast, so he, his mana was already poor, so I'm already just kind of rocking and rolling. And then when I was really going off, it, uh, I had already cast Ancestral, I had already cast Time Walk, and then I recalled for Time Walk and Ancestral, took the extra turn, drew the cards, and then just got in there for the final kill shot. But it's Puzzle. super powerful. So now we set our we set up the finals. <laughs> and first of all, I was really happy that we had an All-Lords finals, because I remember last time, it was you and Raj. That's right. It was me and Raj. You know, and and, and it was kind of club against club. Exactly. And like, even though I wanted to root against you, naturally, I had to root for you because we can't have an interloper right collecting our 
Right. Our golden lord. So, we, the golden lord can't go to a non-lord. No, no, just no, be no. embarrassing. Yeah. So, so right there, we're, he, the lord is safe. He'll stay in the family. Yes, exactly. And I just felt like I was a seven seed. I'm not the defending champion. I'm playing with house money. I already got my chaos orb flip. The honest <laughs> is on you to win. I'm just happy to be here. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And, um, and then I realized during the game, I'm like, I think Carter's going to take that drill if he wins. <laughs> and I'm like, and so this is pre, this is kind of presaging what the prize, what was in the prize pool. And I'm holding it now here in my hand. The viewers can see it. Uh, this graded PSA eight pack of legends. I'm going through the prize pool. I'm like, holy shit. Somebody threw a graded legends pack in the prize pool. That's like an awesome first prize. Yeah, and I I was like not that not that interested in winning. Yeah. But as soon as I saw that legends yeah. prize back, my mind immediately went to, oh, I have to boost to tutor that. I have to get far enough in this tournament so I can get this pack, <laughs> and then I can boost your tutor for the pack. <laughs> so I think if, if anybody, so first of all, Carter, congratulations on the win, and we can break down the actual the match. I didn't think was very good. I I felt like I just got smoked, um, but definitely congratulations first of all in repeat. Champion, thank you. Your championship, thank you. Um, but if anybody else had won, they probably would have taken this. I don't think anybody else was going to take the Milwaukee drill. I don't think so. First pack but one, pick one, dude. I use the I use that drill at oh, work yeah. every single day. It makes yeah. So having what a can second, you do with this? yeah. <laughs> you know? I no, I can't do anything with fucking magic cards. Yeah. But that fucking Milwaukee, the M eighteen yeah. drill is insane. Yeah. A, a second battery pack and a second charger yeah. for me. Oh my god, it's fucking perfect. So thanks to this little weird edge, you know, we've been talking about all these edge cases and lines, but thanks to this funny edge case, I feel like I probably got the best prize overall. Maybe not, I mean, you got the best, the one best suited to you, but I, I mean, like, looking at the prizes throughout the weekend, this was the thing that I coveted out of there. Who, who donated this? I think Andy did. I hope he didn't want to remain anonymous. If he did, sorry, but I think Andy was the big baller that donated that. Wow. And Andy got... Like this weird karma thing happened where Andy was in last place and uh, the Library of Lang, <laughs> Shaman Ben, had another one of these crazy boxes. Mystery box, yeah. Right. Well, he had, a, he had a box and inside the box it said, you can give up this box and give it to last place to get a mystery box. And so Sam took the box. He saw the note. He decided to go for the mystery box. Andy got... The first box that was full of shit, like all kind, like liquor, Posca pins, all kinds of magic cards, just like, <laughs> yeah, an insane grab bag. Of awesome. Items. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if th that match, I was like completely haggard at the end, <laughs> you know, for that, and like yeah. you were on the. You were on the uh, play. play every every yeah. every match. High seed got the play. Um, so I was undefeated. And now, in retrospect, I mean, my keep was so fucking foolish. But I'm not going to beat myself up too much on it because of just where I was at mentally at that point. But I kept a library on the draw, and you just go black vice. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm just like, I just lost. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like especially given that, and I was still, you know, still feeling stung from that turn zero win that you had in our Swiss. Yeah, yeah. So I had beaten Carter game one in the Swiss. Oh, okay. And then game two in the Swiss, he just has a turn zero win. Like I have 11 damage marked on me before I've drawn my first card. 
um, because of upkeep, uh, double vice, yeah. bolts, other bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then game, th- what was our game three in Swiss? Was it, it was, it wasn't close, oh. but it wasn't, it wasn't a blowout. It was just like, I think I played just good cards, I think pixies and barriers yeah. and circles and just like, yeah, superior you just got cards. So I'm like, all right, I'm still, it's like, I don't really feel good about this matchup unless I just get insanely busted stuff. And my opener was, I'm on the draw, and I just kind of default to this fucking mentally lazy library keep, you know? And I'm like, then he's like, Vice, and I'm like, I'm just fucking dead. Let's get, you know, let's get this shit over. Let's go to game two. And then I think I had to mull on the play in game two, and I'm just like, we're fucking dead. <laughs> I'm not going to beat him two games. I'm not going to beat him on the mole. And, like, I had, my mana didn't develop. I was trying to, like, I described it as a knife fight in a phone booth. Where I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to copy. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Mishra's factories copied he, factories. I had to copy Mishra's factories because I didn't, I couldn't get any creatures. All, all I had were like lands and cop. All I drew in that game too were like lands, not workshops, but just like other lands and Mish- and copy artifacts. I just didn't. Yeah. It didn't get there. Yeah. And I'd probably still got you pretty. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I was able to balance away two pixies, and that bought me time. And just couldn't get anything going and and eventually my mana was poor and there was some obtuse line you know credit uh danny who was like hawking over my shoulder he said there was like some kind of obtuse line where i could have like cast a suchi balance the mana float the mana cast the other one or something but i'm like dude i don't think i would have seen that line first of all again credit to myself like i was completely exhausted but like I hadn't even practiced with this deck and played it in, in a long, long time. It's like I don't even think I'm going to see that obtuse of a line, even with practice. You know, so it's like I don't feel bad for missing that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It's possible it was like because I mean, listen. You know, fatigue is a huge part of it winning is. the tournament. It you is. know, like yeah. let let it not be <laughs> understated yeah. in a in a in a massive. Fucking Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, and then nine, nine, and then nine rounds of old week, school. Weekend. And yeah. then you end it with nine rounds of old school. Yeah, yeah the guy who's coming in fresh gets a big advantage. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I needed to protect my crown. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was a little disappointed we couldn't put on a better show. You know, because it did feel like game one was just an utter blowout. And then game two, I just, like, my deck was off access playing small ball when it's supposed to be hitting home runs, you know? And then you just like, the first assault I was able to balance away, but then the second one just kind of got there. Mm. Um, I think you got down to like 10-ish life, but it, it never really felt close. I was on my heels the entire time. But what can you do? I mean, you know, can't ask for better than the finals. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's like I, I'm more than happy with the prize I got. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you took the drill, and I just was like, "Yeah, where's that legends card? Where's that legends pack?" Dude, like, I'll go ahead and stamp. Yeah, that Bob up. tried to get me to commit to cracking it, which I'm like, no, I might like maybe for my Patreons, or we'll just sell, <laughs> we'll do it live on pay per view. Yeah, there's got to be a big event around. I mean, I think it should be cracked. But then Andy was like, hey, you might want to think twice. This is where I, th- I, he didn't outright say it was his donation, I don't think, but he was like, hey, you might want to think twice about cracking that. He's like, because it's kind of valuable. And then I went on eBay, sold, and just <laughs> ungraded ones are like hundreds of dollars. Oh, 
So yeah, I don't know. If we crack it, maybe it would be like a Lord's House 3 type scenario. I mean, I think it's got to be, it's got to have a big audience. Like, I think you do with that pack have the potential for a legendary moment. So just keep that in mind. Yes. But there are a lot of duds. Legends is an enormous, enormous set. 300 card set. Yeah. yeah. So there's like, I actually opened up a Legends pack that I won. And it was an epic moment because it was on stream. It was the, it was like a streamer was giving one away. I won it and I told him to open it up on stream, but I got to reverberate as my rare. <laughs> there are so many duds. So like there you have to be prepared. A, let me see. You have to be prepared that all of the value will will like yes. just be released into the ether by opening it up. Yeah. The thing, the reason why you do it is because is for the spectacle of opening it. Yes. Yeah. And the joy that people will and like the anticipation. Yes. But you're gonna lose. Yeah. You, you have to bet to lose. Like you're, you're not gonna you're not but gonna get it. Not only do you get the pleasure of like cracking open uh, whatever this is called, the PSA shell. Don't crack it. You also get to you also get to crack the pack. You get like a double crack yeah. value. Yeah, you get yeah. to break it up. And when I pull a pack fresh tabby out of this thing and sideboard yeah. it your fucking piece of shit rug deck and annihilate it, it's gonna feel triple awesome. <laughs> Fast forward to Lord's House 3. Three. Lord's House 3, yeah. God damn. Yeah, what, um, what an amazing weekend. So yeah, what are your... So what do you think? So you want it. You, you should get the chance to kind of close this thing out. I mean, to me, Lord's House is, you know, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of old school. It's the best friends. It's the best place. Um... <laughs> the, the 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 tournament's incredible, but I mean, I don't know. Did I was I going in there like dying to win? You know, no, because I remember how amazing the experience was at the first event. Yeah. Um and just how many how generous people were and how many props they gave and I just you know, I remember that first tournament I felt like a fucking celebrity. And it was the same thing with the second but I remember thinking at the end of the first, like, I want somebody else to feel that. Mm. Um, at the same but not time, me. At the same, time, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, I'm not pulling any fucking punches, you know? You gotta fucking beat me, bro. Yeah, yeah. No. So, Lords of the Pit, fucking beat me at magic. Yeah. I don't know, Lauren, you got any parting thoughts? Oh, man. I was ready to beat you. <laughs> I had two falling star in the I feel like you very, I feel like you very well could have. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. I was, I, had a, I was on a pretty mediocre deck. Like, the deck list was good, and I made, like, I made some changes to the main deck and the sideboard, and I think they were all bad changes. It was untested. I was like, yeah. well, I don't have a Suchi. I'll just put in a Secretary Angel. Like, that'll be fine. Like, no, it's an ATOG deck. Like, it needs a certain amount of, uh, of artifacts. So, right. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not a... I'm not complaining about that at all. Uh, before we sign off, there are actually a few folks that I want to thank. Um, so first, I want to thank Bob for the amazing job he did organizing the event. Uh, we want to thank the venue, Killbug Creek, because it's just an absolutely splendid place to host. Uh, three dozen three dozen dude sweats for three days of debauchery. Um, I also want to specifically shout out Nick Rohr, Lord Nick Rohr, who won the uh, Chaos Orb Trick Shot Tournament. Um, I had passed out after the, uh, the finals against Carter. And so I missed that entire spectacle, but kudos to him. And then, um, I want to thank 
uh, Robert Vincent and Dave Velasco for all of the photography work they did. They took hundreds of awesome photos that I'm hoping we can uh, collate through and present in some fashion in the near future. And then um, I want to finally thank uh, Jaco and Nathan, who both did a stand-up job uh, managing and maintaining and organizing the uh, bar and um, alcohol situation at uh, Lord's House. You guys did fantastic work, and we appreciate your time and talents. All right. Peace out. Talk to you later. Are you reeling in?